What's up, guys? Hey. We are the Triple Threat Crew coming at you live from Room 101 at Xavier University of Louisiana. I'm Bria, a sophomore biochemistry major. And I'm Jeremy, a senior psychology major. And I'm Sydney, a sophomore computer science and Spanish major. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the dystopian society in America's fan favorite movie, In Time. I want everyone listening to imagine a time when your bank account almost was at zero dollars. If that is you right now, that's okay. There's no need to imagine. Ouch. I have zero dollars in my bank account right now. (laughs) (laughs) And you could thank Corona for that. But no worries. A lot of us are feeling your pain right now. But think about this hypothetical situation. You're... Bank account is at zero dollars. And And once your bank account hits zero dollars, there's no way to bring your balance back up. You're stuck at zero dollars and you exist in a society with no cash. We're going to pause and give you all time to think about that because I don't even know what I would do personally. Yikes, that's kind of hard to think about. Zero dollars? At that point, you can't even look forward to the next payday. So we can never go back to work? Never. (laughs) How would we eat? How would we survive? The grace of your fellow American citizens. So we're going to die. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, you could feel if that's your cup of tea. Desperate times lead for desperate measures. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you have just attempted to imagine yourselves in the lives of millions of citizens in a futuristic society depicted by the 2011 film, In Time. In this movie, people use time as in hours, minutes, and seconds as currency, all while it continues to progress with the person's life. All citizens of this dystopian society have a digital timer built into the skin on their forearm. So if you roll up your sleeve or if you wear a t-shirt, Anyone can see this digital timer that's in your arms, steadily ticking away. Some people's timer might have enough time to equate to 500 years, and some might have five minutes. And the crazy thing is, once your timer gets down to zero, you die. Your clock doesn't start counting until your 25th birthday, as everyone starts with a complimentary year worth of time. From that day forward, you will no longer physically age. You're allowed to share your time with others. However, that's not very likely for most people. Yeah, I wouldn't want to share my time with anyone unless they really needed it. Main characters Will Silas and Sylvia, Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried, respectively, embark on a mission to rupture a corrupt system that unequally distributes time among the wealthy and the poor. Will was raised in poverty, the ghetto as it was called in the movie. People in the ghetto live day by day, trying to survive from the little time that they had left on their timers. On the other hand, there was a group of people who considered themselves as elitists because they have more time than the majority of the world. They had hundreds of years worth of time, giving them the luxury to live as long as they wanted. 
Will lost his mother at the beginning of the movie, which acted as a catalyst for him to hustle and acquire as much time as he could so that he could give back to his community. Whoa, whoa, where's the rest? Never met the quota. My units are up from last week. So is the quota. For this next segment, we'll be critiquing the film based off of concepts that we have discussed in class. In class, we have defined a dystopian society to be an imaginary or real place whose people may lead a restricted and oppressive existence under some form of authority. How well does end time fit the definition of a dystopian society? I think, <laughs> I think the movie fits the dystopian definition in a unique way because both extreme types of people we are shown in the movie are oppressed in their own way. The extremely poor majority of the population lives with the daily burden of getting enough time to live another day. They barely sleep and spend every waking moment trying to earn another minute of life. On the other hand, the extremely wealthy minority is blessed with so much time that it allows them to live a leisure life, but they must constrain themselves to protect the decades and centuries that exist on their clocks in an interest of avoiding wasting that time. So neither side really has the opportunity to truly enjoy their life. The poor work as much as they can, while the wealthy are afraid of doing anything risky to lose that time. Exactly. We see an example of this when Will Silas gains enough time to switch time zones and purchase himself a car. The car salesman hints at the normality of a delivery up for the car to be shown off but Will insists on driving because he does not have this safety first mindset. He comes from a place where the next day isn't, isn't promised to him. Yes, and again at the Wise Estate, when he and Sylvia ditch the party to go take a walk on the beach. He doesn't have a beach in his backyard, so he takes the advantage of hopping in, but Sylvia thinks he's crazy for such a thought. She has never even attempted to swim in her own beach. To her, the beach was simply decorative. I also want to point out how the common definition of a dystopian society involves the idea that the majority of the people in the society are oppressed by the government. In the movie, oppression does come from the government, but the main form of oppression comes from the concept of time. No one wants to run out of time, so they live as if there is never enough by fighting each other for it, bargaining for it, etc., which brings on this feeling of hopelessness. Although time is the main oppressor, the government also regulates the distribution of time in the ghetto and constantly raises the price of living to make sure that the people are always fighting for time. There are also timekeepers who police the people in order to make sure that the time is rightfully distributed in order to keep the system stable. Another aspect that makes this a dystopia is a sense of impending doom. There's this mentality that mentality that if you aren't a part of the elite, then your time is drastically limited and you're basically living life to avoid that moment when your timer runs out and you die. That causes people to have this mentality that they must put themselves and their family before anyone else because there isn't enough time to go around. of not having enough time to go around, some parallels can be drawn between this concept and America. In our country, there are some people living in the most extreme forms of poverty, while there is also a group with immense wealth that could alleviate these problems if they wanted to. 
An article published in January of 2018 headlines that billionaires made enough money in 2017 to end extreme poverty seven times over, emphasizing that they made over $462 billion combined and accumulating 82% of the wealth made that year. Andrew Nichols, the director, even notes in one of his interviews that this difference in wealth is very relevant as they travel into different communities to shoot the movie. Some days they would shoot scenes in the most impoverished, while other shots were in the large Bel Air mansions. Right. The separation between the wealthy and the poor has always been an issue and will remain so as long as the government and our systems work in a way that keeps this wealth divided and, and will remain so as long as the government and our systems works in a way that keeps this wealth divided as these examples have shown us. If time was limitless, how would the world operate? At the end of the movie, the system is broken and time is distributed equally among everyone in the nation. Because there was no res restriction on the flow of money based on social class, the movie depicted everyone living in a state of harmony. This can be compared to the present day question, what if money didn't exist? Would we all quit our jobs and live in harmony? Or would we, or would the world turn into a chaotic mess? No one really knows how life would be. We can only theorize just like the director of the movie did. And even with universal basic income, it promotes a modern idea of everyone having some form of income, which would eliminate a lot of inequalities in the United States. Yes, and he also encourages some hypothesis about what jobs would even still exist without the existence of social stratification. If we think about it, how many jobs are actually dependent on the separation of our society into different socioeconomic statuses? Jobs that solely depend on social stratification are jobs that help marginalized groups. These jobs include nonprofit organizations and organizations that hire people to help in their mission to assist the impoverished and homeless populations. Examples being organizations such as Planned Parenthood and Brotherhood. In terms of the movie, the timekeepers would be an example of a job that was reliant on the existence of social stratification. When the social stratification of end time society ended, the timekeepers instantly lost their jobs. Now we are gonna ask some general questions for you guys to think about. How much time is too much? If given the opportunity, would you really want to be immortal? Mm, that's a hard question, honestly. I guess it really depends on the person. For me personally, I think that I would be ready to die after like 100 years. Honestly, I don't think I would enjoy living forever. It takes the thrill out of life. What do you think, Sydney? I think that too much time is up to the discretion of each person as well. I would love to live until 100 or maybe a few years past so that I could see my family grow. Other than that, I would just wanna see how much the world has changed. Yes, I agree with all of those points. I also think this theme of the movie can be related to money in the same aspect. There are people with more money than they'll ever be able to spend in a lifetime, while some live with little to none. Maybe if people think of their money and the sense of time, as we put it here, they would only be able to keep enough that allows them to live out their lives comfortably while allowing others to do the same. How would you feel if all adults were figuratively the same age after making 25? 
I think it would be weird not knowing how long people have been alive based on their appearance. As shown in the movie, Sylvia and her mother looked like sisters. That means my grandma and my mom would appear to be the same age as me, which is just a crazy concept to wrap my head around. Only those who ask would be able to know how old you really are. I would be relieved knowing that I won't ever have to deal with many of the health elements that face the older population, and I would remain youthful for the rest of my life, but I also think that I'd be paranoid about the dating scene. Yeah, because you could be dating someone who's 200 years old and not know it. I, I wonder, wonder if that would be a social norm, though. It would be a social norm if you're extremely rich. Remember, in this movie, age is more of a privilege than a burden. That's why the extremely old are also extremely wealthy. And there are not very many health problems that we see. That's true. I didn't really think about it that way. I guess when I thought of it being a social norm, I only thought about the high class people. But that then brings up a good question. What if universal basic income was given out in the movie in the form of time? where everyone would have a base level of time that would be distributed out to families evenly. Then, would certain high-class customs be normal among everyone? I feel like a lot of disparities shown in the movie would decrease. I think a lot of disparities would decrease as well. However, I don't think the system in the movie will continue if they adopt the idea of universal basic income. I think the movie's time market would probably crash and more problems would arise. You're completely right. Before the timekeeper timed out, he stated that the entire purpose of prices raising in the ghetto was to control the population and keep order. With that no longer affecting anyone, their population will eventually grow out of control unless they find another way to oppress people. I think uh, well, when you look at that, we're all out of time. <laughs>